What is up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Daily High Five Podcast. My name is Chana. With me, as always, we've got Aaron, Aaron, Michael, and Joe. What's up? I'm I'm at Disneyland, so if it's loud, you know what? He's at the happiest place on earth. What's going on, fellas? What up? Aaron, how was your drive? Uh, It was long, (laughs) but I made it home. It was a long nine hours. You had the longest drive, right? Right, yeah, Mike? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Mine was like an hour and a half flight. No, it was about two hour, two hour flight. You know what? Slept I in until about 9 a.m. this morning. Got on the plane at, uh, what was it, 12 something. Home by man. 10. Did you fly like into and out of Raleigh? Yeah. Yeah. Straight, Raleigh. From, straight from Raleigh to Tampa. He, so, he rallied from Raleigh? Oh, he rallied from Raleigh. So, so for the people who don't know what you guys are talking about, yeah, man. You guys just came back from something. So what's up to everybody in the chat, by the way? That's right. What's up to everybody uh, watching? Everybody, let's see. I see you guys. Um, yeah, we'll- the Joneses, box, boxcar P, Megatron's arm cannon. Yeah. <laughs> I almost, I almost read that as Megatron's arm candy. Like, oh, oh you're date. Date. <laughs> So, so what? Uh, where you guys uh been? Sure, man. We've been up to. We just got back from Audio Advice Live. So this was their first year. Um. Aaron's been doing some work with them, several content creators, and they had reached out to me a while back. And and I said, I don't know if I can make it to the theme because we had our event just a couple months ago. And I said, let me get past that. Once we got past that, then I could focus on the next thing. I'm pretty linear in my thought. And uh, so I'm really glad I went. Super glad. There was just a great folks. Got a chance to meet a lot of you um, there at the event. I think this year they had about 1,200 people. Uh, which is fantastic. Their first event, they rented out the whole Sheraton hotel in Raleigh. And um, man, it was just, it was cool, man. They had a bunch of different demo, typical trade show as far as you got, you go from room to room. Um, what I really liked about this compared to say the Florida audio expo that's geared towards just straight up two channel um, and a lot of really, really, really high end systems. I mean, we're talking $500,000 for two speakers kind of thing, $70,000 cables. So it's really hard to relate to a lot of that stuff. But at their show, they did have things like SVS. I got a chance to hang out and meet uh, the Larry. So that was pretty cool. He's a super nice guy. Um, we had general sessions. So we would meet in the main um, kind of general gathering room, big, large conference room. And Aaron had a chance at to, um, to serve as a moderator on one of the panels. So he had a panel discussion. I was in one of the panel discussions on uh, projectors. So it was just done super, super well. And those guys were just, they're just first class, man. So I want to know about the moderating. I also want to know about like, Aaron, I think you did some live streams. Mm-hmm. You're walking around. Did yeah. you did you learn the lingo? Do you know how to like speak audio file terminology now? No, it's pretty funny, man. Like I was huh? talking to some of the uh, manufacturers, and they would say stuff like, "One of them, I can't remember who it was, said, oh, you know, we we forgot to turn the amps off overnight.'" And I said, "Well, don't tell anybody else that you forgot to. Just tell them that you left them on on purpose. That way, they were warmed up." And he got a laugh out of that. And then one of them <laughs> kind of ranted to me on the side about audio files and how I don't know just how audio files can be which I thought was funny coming from a menu or a manufacturer's rep you know mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, the Elac Joe that you have, those little yeah, Elac bookshelves. Yeah. Bookshelves. I look forward to getting those. Those are impressive. They're nice. Really? All right. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I was. I asked them this morning. I'm like, can I talk about those? Because I saw some pictures already of them. So. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Michael, for what it's worth, yeah. the nons, apparently we can talk about it okay. because. Uh, so well, they, I, e so, I emailed so, Jill and I was waiting on her response. So I hadn't said anything yet. Okay. So I, I know, I know two guys, by the way. So, okay. All right. So for those who I, I don't, don't know, know, I don't know. Klipsch, don't. Is, Klipsch has the nons, which is like the fives, but scaled up and on steroids. Right. When I walked in, I can try to find a picture of it that I took if y'all want, or if Michael so has they're one. the nines. Yeah. So what are they like? I've Almost double. They're not the tens. They're like just just underneath that. So right, right. I actually asked the the guy, one of the reps in the back of the room, um, if they were eights because not many speakers come with an actual nine. You know, right? And he said, yeah, but I'm honestly not sure if he knew for sure because when I asked when they were coming out, and then when I asked if I could take pictures, he had to ask the guy at the front of the room both times. Uh, and the guy well, at the front of the room was like, no, we we don't want to take pictures. And I was like everybody's walking around showing Seems them weird but, yeah but when i posted a picture to my patreon i was like hey you know apparently i'm not supposed to show this to anybody but i'm gonna show you guys i don't care one of the guys replied back and said well it was shown on reddit like a month ago so i was like well fine then i'm wide open well they they were kind of like hinting at stuff uh when they were on audio advice's channel they were just saying like yeah, you know, something about the fives, they're like, yeah, but bigger, you know, like, you know, so it's like, I uh, wonder what it is. Throwing some teeth. It's going to be the fives, but bigger. Yeah, it's yeah. basically, it, it was a prototype. So, I mean, it, right. it wasn't, it, it was, yeah, it wasn't hooked right. up or anything, just there for looks. But as soon as I walked in the door, I walked in the night before um, it all started, that room was kind of cracked open. So I popped in, I was like, I said, I had my buddy Derek. I'm like, Derek, what the heck is that? I knew it immediately. It wasn't what I was used to. Right. So we walked over and checked it out. But then I posted um, like a, sh a YouTube short and I'm like, and I'm looking at some speakers right now that are new, but I can't say anything because I didn't, it wasn't my event. You know, if they want to release it and announce it the day of the event, then that's their deal. I'm, I'm totally like going to see what, what shorts you posted. Yeah, it was just a short, real short. And then a short, um, short. A short, short. And, uh, but then I asked the guy, I think, the last day of the event or maybe the day before that. Um, man, what is going on? Y'all can hear me. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. getting all kinds of notifications saying USB device, not recognized. Oh, yeah, so I don't know what it's, it's tripping out, but anyway, um, but he was kind of saying, yeah, I said, is it okay if I video there, they are. I said, can are. I, can I videotape them and film, you know, take some photos as long as oh. I don't and he said, yeah, I would definitely check with Jill first. And so, you know, but I've got some video of those and I've also got some. So some what's, what size woofer is that? Are we talking? It's like an that's eight what, inch. I mean, yeah, it's, that's it's, what I'm saying. The, 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 the rep said it's a massive speaker. Eight, but, yeah, it's a big speaker. Well, you know, they, they round up. Clips likes to round up on everything, like the sensitivity, right? So I'm friends yeah. with them, so I'm, I can joke around. But, hey, uh, SVS, SVS does too, man. <laughs> round up, 16, round up. I've you know, it. It's a brand new way of measuring from the edge of the metal of the basket. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they just make the basket super thick. No, I'm just kidding. I, yeah. Um. So you were on the panel, huh? I saw you. I saw you, Aaron, on stage. You made it, baby. You made it. I know. I made it. Baby. You're on stage yeah. with the big boys. 
Yeah. How, yeah, how it was, was that? Good, what man. was that about? I had fun. Um, it was about, what are they called? Hear, hear, like how to choose speakers, basically. Um, so we had some questions that we discussed before time just so we could figure out like who would want to take what questions. Yeah. Um, and you were saying know, you need to measure them. That's how you. Yeah, pretty much. Them, right. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing that I disagreed with was a few of them said, you know, we all hear different. And I'm like, no, we don't hear different. We listen different. And to me, that's the distinction. Right? Is, is it fair to say that we also can like different things, different preferences? I think that's I think that's fair. But I think truthfully that if you put a lot of people in the room and you A, B, like neutral speaker versus bright speaker, most people are going to prefer a neutral speaker. But it's just like it's like you don't know better. You know what I mean? Like. You don't yeah, have that experience to understand what you really do like, so you only yeah. go off of what you've heard, and you're like, yeah, it sounds cool. You know? We probably, I guess, if, if we had a bunch of people in a room, would agree more than we would disagree, I guess. Yeah, right? I agree. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'm going to throw this back up there real fast, just for what it's worth. So, look, look, clips, sevens and nines. This was on Reddit 18 days ago. Okay, interesting. Uh, well, so there it is. There it is. Most somebody <laughs> showed, dude. And the black pair. They are. Like I said, they're mad. I, when so, I saw okay. them, I was like, holy. They're crap. pretty horny speakers. <laughs> Look at that thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This right here is the fives. This is the seven. And then behind it in black is oh, the nine. Oh, damn. That's one? I thought it was this front one. Holy crap. So <laughs> that's the nine. Yeah. Yeah. That thing is huge. It's basically yeah, let me show Angela. the old RB75, which is pretty much flagship speaker in the bookshelf category for a long time. Yeah. Uh, here, let me show Angela because she loves the fives. Hold on. Let me see what she thinks. Probably Hold on a second. An Angela, so they have, you know, the fives? Yeah. They're showing the sevens and the nines. They look big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the that? nines are huge. Uh, for where? I don't know. <laughs> it depends what room. Okay. <laughs> That's the bathroom. Uh, I put a little screen in there in the shower. And yeah, then there you go. go. There you go. She approves. Yeah, there you go. When I when I asked about when they would be released, they weren't necessarily like a hundred percent sure. Um, but I did hear them say like one dude said June, the other guy said maybe February, March. So maybe early next year sometime. Yeah. We don't. But know. who knows? But, but yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, another announcement too is Chris. Um, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank. No, Chris Seymour. So he has a brand new screen that they in introduced at the show, which was a an acoustic transparent ALR, ALR screen. screen. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I've been wanting one of those. Well, what I've I ALR. Up, hold on, ALR or CLR? Because it, they CLR. Said, they said ALR, but I assumed ALR typically use those with ultra short throws. But apparently, we were doing that live. I think the live stream, and I, I mentioned that, but. Apparently, it does not work with ultra short throws. Mm, okay, just the way it's designed. You got it. So it's it's the type that's kind of like a grayish screen. So yeah, it's for like if you're in not a perfect, perfectly dark room, yeah. and you have a regular projector. What it, it comes out, the light comes out at the angle that it comes in. Like you know what I mean? Like if it's coming out at this angle, then it comes reflects at the right. same one. So anything like side light is kind of, yeah. I guess, bounced the opposite way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, you know the CLR ones, right? Like it's yeah. meant for, yeah, for the ultra short throw. Yeah, they have like round instead of like the jagged edges, it's mm -hmm. like little round circles. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, there was some super cool stuff there. They had some big room set up. They had JBL synthesis. That was very nice. That was a cool setup. 
Um, you said you really like those. I watched your your guys's live stream on Cody's yeah. channel or something like that. Yep. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we stream we streamed to all five channels. Yeah, um, that was fun. So yeah, so if you haven't seen that, go to any one of our channels, check that out. Um, it's about an hour and a half. We Cody was getting ready to go up to bed, and he's like, "Man, I." I got to get up at six in the morning. I kind of want to do a wrap up video because I know I'll be busy tomorrow with church and this and that. And I'm like, dude, we could probably just do a live stream if you want to. I said, I've got a StreamYard account, pro account. So I said, we could stream to all of our channels. Um, you brought your, you got your camera. I got mine. We'll hook it up. I got a microphone. You got a microphone. We got some lighting mm-hmm. and they hooked us up with one of their rooms, a little backdrops. It was cool, yeah. man. We yeah. brought everybody in and just had a good time, man. I saw I saw a little bit of it, and you guys were talking about that, and like some giant projector. Yeah, so they did have a massive projection screen. Pretty, I say massive. It's pretty large. I think it's 170 inch um, in the RBH room. Um, RBH had some the unrivaled speakers. They're colored. They were off to the side. They weren't. Well, I guess they were set up for demo. Um, I heard them the last day. Um, they had some. What was it? How how expensive was the big speakers in that one room? They got damaged. Oh, uh, we three, heard three hundred fifty thousand for the pair, or three three hundred or three fifty. Either way, Damn. they got jacked up in shipping. I mean, like uh, we're talking massive. Four, basically, the forklift hit it, and the no went, went up went and down, down or down. Oh, oh. <laughs> pictures. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was bad. So, were there any speakers that you heard? That were maybe super expensive. That you're like, oh man, that's those sound pretty amazing. No, I, not, or just, I, mean, okay. I mean, not like super expensive. The um, oh, I'm trying to think, like, like favorite. I know we went into and heard a, a demo of the. I don't remember what brand that was. Not Bowers, Paradigm. It was their Founder series. Mm-hmm. Um, they played a couple of tracks. It was really interesting. Definitely enjoyed that. Um, it was just two channel, no subwoofer. What else? Um, SVS. Now, one thing I appreciate about this event is they had some some setups that were super affordable. Elac was there. They had their new budget speaker, a uh, real small compact speaker, but then they also had a pretty expensive pair, like fifteen thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't actually realize that Elac. You know, we always watch Elac on your channel, Joe, and you talk about how, man, these guys are super affordable, but they got some crazy ridiculous stuff overseas. Yeah. Oh, there, there's a show going on back here. But yeah, um, yeah, they have some expensive stuff that's like in Germany. So mm-hmm. they have like a U.S. Correct. You know, U.S. line, and then they have their German stuff. And yeah, I've seen some pretty crazy expensive stuff from them. But yeah, yeah I actually have those, uh, the budget ones. Nice. And so, yeah, yeah it's kind of funny. De- yeah, they were debuting those there. Debuting. Well, I don't think they. they no, no, I'm, I'm just. Yet. Is that isn't that the name or is it not yeah. the name? Well, one of them. I don't know the model number, but they do have a debut. So, but they were announcing them, were showcasing them in their room. Um, what you, else, Aaron? What would you like? Um, what do you like, Aaron? I think we talked about it's like it. there's no measurements. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, no, if I couldn't see measurements, I can't like <laughs> yeah. any of them. Yeah, it's yeah. about right. Um, yeah, the the <clears> thing <throat> for me was that like every room that I walked into, there were already people in there, so I couldn't sit like in the prime in the seat, middle. except for yeah. maybe a couple. So I was always like sitting off this. So 
I, I never really judged me, but I did like for maybe 30 seconds, I got to heal, hear the uh, JBL L100 Classic. And then I gave it my seat because there was another guy that walked in. He's like, oh, I've been wanting to hear these. So I was like, dude, you can have my seat. I'll have another chance some other time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I like those. And those Elacs I listened to for just a little bit. And I was impressed with the bass output on those. Uh, there was some can- Cantu? Canto. 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 Yep. Canto. Okay. They had their, like, I guess three of their different speakers. I think it's the U, the U6, and the, the, the Tux. Tux. Yeah. The tux, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they had them in a row. But the, so they had the U's, the U6, and then the Tux. Um, the U's and the U6 were like too narrow just because they were trying to put them all in one space. Mm-hmm, but when they played the Tux, it was like you could tell the sound stage just went boom. It was yeah. so much bigger with that speaker than it was with the U6. And they're, they're so, also using different uh, materials for, for all the drivers. Like, yeah, they're, the, U, they're, the U line is totally different than the Tux. They're using a right, yeah, driver, a- ATM or AMT, sorry. AMT, yeah, yeah. completely different sound. So um, I talked with those guys for a little bit. ATM, yeah, you to put money in it. <laughs> You put your card in, you'll get money out of it. Um, What else did I hear? I really, you know, like I said, everything else, I I got to see the Kef LS60. I think that one was what impressed me the most just Mm. because of how skinny it is, man. It's like, I mean, it's no wider than your phone. No joke. I mean, you put your phone in front of it, it's no wider than your phone. I've got some B-roll footage of us actually putting a phone on their subwoofer, and the subwoofer is like this, and and the phone is almost, you know, edge to edge. Yeah, it's cool. crazy. Super, and we put it on top of the speaker too. So you're right; it's really thin. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to hear those, but Derek said they sounded really good, especially yeah, for when such small. Fred says you should have brought the clipple. Yeah, yeah. that would have gone well. <laughs> that, yeah, right. Like, oh, these are great. Let's put this on the clipple. Boom. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Right. Well, nope. yeah. <laughs> what well, it would have been fun to because that thing is bolted into the concrete in my garage. Number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's got to be removed. Yeah, then disassembled. Uh, so that's not really feasible. Yeah, Aaron's yeah. favorite speaker was Eclipse Jubilee in the main hall, man. God. <laughs> oh my God. Did, did we they roll your eyes when they coming. saw you? When you're like, uh, oh, like they saw you, like, oh, that's that guy. They, no, they did, guy. they did they did put a blanket over the front to kind of diffuse the sound a little bit. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't like, hear anything after that because we were so close to them. We're like eight feet from these massive. Yeah. Speakers. You know what would be, oh. be awesome at a trade show is if Clipple showed up. And in one room, they brought a clip. I'll bring them all in. Be like, be like, hey, you want to test out the speaker? You like that the sound? That would be awesome. Aaron, you should, and, you should and, rent a booth next year. I should yeah. do that. Yeah. Make that, I'll, make I'll that happen. And you rent the booth, and then you charge the brands to bring their speaker in there, and then you award a Hey, I like that idea. M-Wave right there. M-Wave idea right there, huh? There it is. I think it's pretty cool. M-Wave Extreme. Make it happen. But... But if you do it, you got to get paid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. like I said, you rent the room, then you, the brands pay you. I'm not doing that one for free. Yeah, no, that would be <laughs> awesome. That'd be fun. Um, and it was had, done. It was done very well. The the theory that was the one brand that I think everybody was impressed with their stuff. Theory that's Audio. Cool. Oh, theory. It was okay. Did you get to hear their stuff? Just yeah, like for what the, it was. The in walls. It was the in walls, but I think they were like <laughs> off out. They, well, they were standalone. So they, they were had, in, what they had is they had two standalone speakers on the right. outside of the screen. They did that right. in two-channel stereo. And then after a couple demos, then they turned those off. And then they had just three identical, like, I think they were their in-wall kind of speakers, or at least their, I don't know, but they were behind yeah. the screen. So, right. Yeah, those are, those are pretty cool. <laughs> I'd like to hear those in, like, my own room. But I was mm-hmm. impressed by 
for the price and the output, like the dynamics of them. That was that was cool. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was fun, man. It was fun meeting people and, like I said, just Absolutely. hanging out, getting to know I, the folks at Audio Advice. They were super cool. Oh yeah, I man! I wish I could have gone. Yeah, I know. Go next year, they, yeah. they're Just all make, sending. They're sending me pictures of all you guys hanging out. They're like, "Hey, look, you missed out." I'm like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. That's awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it was I fun. Was, oh. I, I was, I was working. I was working. It's all right. I, I got tipped fat this weekend. So yeah, yeah you yeah, probably yeah, made more got, money doing that. Got a four hundred dollar tip on Friday. Got a three hundred dollar tip for Saturday, and then somebody paid their three thousand dollar invoice on Saturday also. So it was just a Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching weekend. Of course, nice. of course, I was, you know, helping these people make life, lifelong lasting memories or whatever that's no, called. There's no price on that. There it's isn't. Priceless. This, exactly. That's why I exactly. should raise prices again. It's, so it's, price, it's you, priceless, but $3,000. Yeah. Oh, there I is got... A, there is a price on prices. You know what's funny? Um, I got a thank you card from those clients where the power went out at their wedding for like four hours. And they're like, thank you so much, Chana. Uh, don't know what we would have done without you. Our guests barely knew that the power was out because I had all this battery powered PA and stuff and, you know, DJ setup that I was able to keep the, the party going. And I, I had a wired microphone so we can do the toasts and speeches. We can do the dances and the parent dances, all this kind of stuff. And the dad like wanted to sing songs and all this nonsense. And so like, I'm like, okay, cool. I got this thank you card. I'm like, I didn't even get a tip then. I don't get a tip now. I mean, that's just like like a thank you card is like uh, thoughts and prayers. Sure. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Great. What is that going to do for me? Thank you. I mean, yeah. I don't be so bitter, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I think I think what's funny is those people didn't tip me. And every other couple has over tipped me. So I think that all these big tips are just making up for the fact that these people didn't tip me. They're probably watching right now like, what? I got <laughs> putting us on blast. I kind didn't say who it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the 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 people where the power went out. Yeah, so they, they don't know. They don't, they don't watch daily hi-fi. Uh, all right. Speaking of, speaking of tips, we were kind of funny story. We we're on the way home, did our Uber and talking to the guy, and he's you know asking. I always like to ask him, "You ever get any crazy stuff? Any really cool people?" And he's like, "Yeah, one time, he said I used to work for as a basically like a professional chauffeur." kind of thing or something like that corporate chauffeur or something forget his title but he said they had a fleet of about 70 people and they they laid them all off because of the covid and everything but he said when he was working um they would drive to like the whole fleet would come down to tampa um and then they would serve the like um a super bowl and so they would drive all these you know expensive rich um celebrities around but he had a chance to him and a couple of of the guys from the group were driving a particular uh, celebrity around and pretty much they just went from bar to strip club to bar to strip club to bar to strip club for 12 hours. He said, these cats like party like crazy, but he said at the end of the night, he hands him this big old wad of $7,000 tip. It was crazy, man. So I wish I could have some of that money. I just got a uh, a letter from the IRS today saying that I owe twenty four hundred and some change. Yikes! Because um, I, that was the taxes that I didn't pay on the clipple. So part of well, that's hold on, that's just state taxes, import taxes. I can't remember now. Whatever, I'm about to pay it, so it doesn't really matter. But I was like, interesting. So. Yeah. so Real quick, guys, I just want to let you guys know. So 
because I'm here at Disneyland, yeah. kind of celebrating uh, my daughter's birthday yesterday. Birthday. So I'm, 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 I'm going to duck out early. I'm going to duck out early, just letting you know in advance. But yeah. um, what is new? So Chana hooked it up with a 6700H. Nice. So I get right. to try center height for Oro. And actually, my, my rear surrounds now work. Uh, center height makes a difference. Yeah. I like center height. I think I like center height more than uh, Voice of God. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's it kind of just uh, it just kind of like raises the, the image so it's like right in the middle of my screen. It's nothing too crazy, nothing too drastic. But uh, yeah, it's noticeable. I like it. Anyway. Nice. Well, Congratulations, Derek. So, um, so then the question I posed to Joe was, is it worth that price jump because he is going from the 4700 which is 1699 now to the 6700 which is 2299 good god 2299 no 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 3299 wait a minute i'm wrong i'm wrong hold on i am totally wrong here the dead at 4700 is is over 2000 right i don't know 2099, so 2099. Okay, so 2099 versus 3,300. So a $1,200 difference. Is it worth the $1,200 difference? I guess is the question. I guess if you're going to max out all the channels, right? Because what sucks okay. is if you have the 4,700 each, and let's say if you want to do an Oro setup with, and you have seven uh, ear level channels. The rear surrounds just don't work because it can't process that many channels, right? Enough, you know, in Oro. So you have rear surrounds and they just don't work. So that kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, I think if you're going to do something like that, yeah. Which is why I sent it over to Joe because all I can do is a nine channel or 10 channel upstairs, right? I can do 11 here. The 13 channel receiver. Like, if you don't need it, you don't need it. And it, I mean, if you are thinking like, hey, I have this living room set up now. We're planning on moving to a place where I have a dedicated space where I possibly could run 13 channel. Then maybe it is worth it. But yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just one of those things like that last little bit to get the rear channels to work and to be able to do center height. Or, you know, I guess for if you're going to do an Atmos setup, you get to do uh, wides. Front wides or six uh, high channels. Or six height. So, yeah, I think it's just that last little bit is always going to cost you a lot more than, uh, you know, the first the first little bit. Oh, of the and what was the other thing, Joe? The 4700H uh, and the 6700H? One's uh, made in Japan and yeah. one isn't. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like I turned the knob on that thing. I'm like, hold up a second. Why does this feel different? That's and funny. so I made a, like a little short video. I'm like, oh, crazy. Like they do feel different. Like the knobs are like yeah. a little bit better made. One's clicky and feels cheap. And the other one feels like nicely weighted. I'm like, oh, that's that's a weird little thing that they didn't have to change. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. You pay a lot for that, though. <laughs> yeah, you pay a lot for that. Um, but yeah, man, that's cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, as far as anything new on my front i'm working on something that's going to be pretty cool hopefully have a video out thursday i don't know there's a lot of stuff i'm dealing with um but one thing that was really cool was the premiere episode of house of the dragon last night on hbo <laughs> oh my god it did not disappoint for you game of thrones fans this shit was crazy 
crazy first episode does not disappoint. It's awesome. And honestly, it kind of sucked watching it on, on the DirecTV box and having to wait till past midnight for it to come onto um, HBO Max where it's in 4K. Very annoying. Very annoying. Um, but yeah, definitely a cool show. And uh, if you guys do have HBO Max, you can catch up and watch Game of Thrones. I don't think you really need to, but <clears throat> there's a lot of little details that'll be like, oh, that's this. Oh, this is this person. Oh, that's that family. You know, because this happens 178 years before Game of Thrones. So it's almost 200 years before Game of Thrones. So I've never seen Game of Thrones. Oh, man, you're missing out. Definitely not a don't don't watch that with your with your kids, dude. Yeah, sure. I've, I've been told yeah. it's very violent, <clears throat> a lot of kind of rapey. Like they're just there's just a lot of. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. That's that's what it is, man. Okay, I never heard that term, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's this. There's even this line. Um, there's this siege happening, and uh, there's a siege happening, and then the queen's like, "Well, you know, a lot of our girls here, they're going to be in for a bit of a rape." You know, it was just a little, like wow. the line in the movie is what the queen is saying to all the other women. Uh, um, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Oh, Top Gun Maverick. I think we can. When's that? Uh, November, right? Yeah. The physical, physical disc, disc right? right? Four K. I think later this month it'll come out on digital, which I would bypass me personally, unless you're going to do both anyway. But it's yeah. one of those movies that, man, you really video just need on to demand tonight it. at midnight Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Huh? I'll mm -hmm. skip that. You hit it, Tristan. <laughs> let, us, <laughs> let us know. Let us know what you think. It might be decent. So you can watch it again and again, different ways. That's, that's what I'm saying. Watch it on your iPad. Watch it on your phone. If you haven't, you know, sitting on the toilet. My thought is, if you haven't seen it, that wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want it. My first experience to be on streaming. Sure. So that's just me. I'd be patient. Yeah. I, th I think that. a lot of people did. Did go see it? Did it? Yeah, wasn't it one of Tom Cruise's like number one? Like Dude, it uh, beat Titanic. It beat Titanic. It beat Titanic. Beat huh? Titanic. Yeah, oh, that's man. crazy to think about. You know, I mean, I realize there's more people on, you know, on the planet right now than when Titanic came out, but still, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive numbers, man. For yeah, just a I few agree. months. Oh, there was. Um, speaking of, uh, so streaming. Oh, hey, what's up, FOMO? FOMO in the house. Missed you, FOMO. You should have joined us this weekend, man. I know he's been going to all different types of events. He's been super busy. So I know. Apparently, he's going to Vid Summit. Oh, Brandon is coming up to, to Vid Summit. Uh, Sasha and I are going. Nice. Um, that's next month. But um, so HBO has decided to get rid of like 25 shows in their catalog. And this is like one of the things that... Uh, Sucks about streaming, right? You're paying for all this. Everybody thought it'd be cool, but um, due to some like merger, they needed to find like three billion dollars of extra revenue. So they're cutting off all these shows um, from their catalog, so we can't watch them anymore. It, and they were like, they weren't. Some of them were popular. Some of them weren't. But this is what happens when you don't own your own your movies, right, Mike? That's right. That's right. So that that I just I read some article about that a couple days ago. So uh wanted to pass it along. So yeah. boo HBO, boo. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. 
do you wear gloves at Disneyland FOMO? Oh, he tries oh, to fit in. Sure. He tries to fit in with the funny thing is the the actors. First, when I met FOMO um, for the first time, he wasn't wearing the gloves. I don't even think he had on his glasses. He had like regular glasses on. And it's definitely different. Like, hey, man, are you the same dude? Yeah, you don't recognize him without the gloves or what? Yeah, it's funny, like with man. no gloves. You're like, who's that guy? Then yeah. he puts them on. You're like, hey, it's FOMO. Oh, that's FOMO. That's who it is. That's, that's cool. funny. Mickey Mouse says no. Yeah. Mickey Mouse says no. Okay, yeah, you're. Yeah. So I'm like Joe. I'm probably going to cut out pretty shortly. I've had um, been away from the family for about four days and uh, going to love on them tonight. But definitely want to come in, say hi, share a little bit about experience. And I uh, had a great time, man. Did, did you like hanging out with Aaron or no? I did, Honestly. actually. You know what's funny? Well, there Aaron, you go. Aaron oh, true well, story, you're taller than what I thought you would be. You're taller than what I thought you would be. I, I thought you were going to be. Oh, shorter. Mike is actually a little bit taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, I thought he's going to be shorter for some reason. But yeah. well, I wore my, I wore my risers. So. Yeah, I'm I'm five eleven. Yeah. yeah, man. Oh, we had a good time, man. And Aaron and all the content creators. We even ran into yeah, we had a um, great time. Jeremy, which is a new content creator on Tech Enthusiasm. Oh yeah, his, yeah. His channel, super nice guy. Had a chance to meet Cody face to face. Um, Cody and I've been friends for a while now. Um, super great guy as well. Cody got a chance to hang out with us, and we just had a good time, man. It was really cool. The camaraderie there with the content creators, and one thing that we tried to share during that live stream is that man, we're all in this together. We got different perspectives, different ways of doing content and doing reviews, and. You know, watching multiple channels allows you just to get a different perspective. You know, when Sean and I review the same AVR, you know, I don't watch his video until my video is done and uploading. Then I'll go see what he had to say about it. And there's times that he will focus on a different aspect or say something that I didn't. And that's awesome because, again, it, it gives you a different perspective. Um, he looks for certain things. I look for certain things. And and when you look at that collectively, then that helps you better to make a, a good buying decision, whether or not that's a good product for you. Yep. Yep. I mean, I like I'll 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 figure out what I'm going to say and all the topics I want to cover and then go to look, look at some other things and be like, <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? They didn't talk about this or mm -hmm. like, oh, you know what? They talked about this. And it's actually kind of interesting. Let me dive a little bit deeper into that. So that <laughs> so then. <clears throat> Like, I already know what I'm going to say in my opinion. It's yeah. like, ah, uh, this sure. is great. Ah, uh, this is yeah. junk. But this part was cool. That part was cool. Some of you really focus on this. And so, you know, I heard mm -hmm. it in this other video. And so I wanted to go in more in depth. So, yeah, it nice. definitely helps to like, even for me to get um, not necessarily uh, more topics to uh, to talk about. But like what you're saying, when you, you know, have all these different viewpoints because i mean an a let's let, let's be real an av receiver has a that's ton a of lot. shit in there a there's lot. a ton of if you one person was to do like a full-on review of the receiver yep. dude it'd be like aspect. two three hours yeah. it'd be like two three hours like yeah, no, you no got joke. you got to kind of pick and choose what you're going to cover and what's important to you yeah um but you're right i was even telling somebody uh, i think i was talking to chris um walker from elac and i was telling him i said you know because he asked me how long are my videos normally Funny true story, Joe. I don't know if you know this, but Chris has his own YouTube channel. Yeah, it's, it's called... about something else. Remember? Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the he Disneyland told me. stuff. Yeah, they wow. built like like haunted house kind of stuff. Yeah, 
and he's really into photography or videography. He's got some cool lenses, and he was telling me about it. And what was funny is we were talking at dinner, and he said, "You know, we." I said, "Show me the channel," and so he pulled it up. He's like, "Oh, look, my my wife is live streaming." So I said, "Is it okay if I message her saying I'm eating dinner with you?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And I said, "Hey," I said, "I'm sitting here with your husband eating dinner." And I said something. And so she's, I was listening to it and she starts laughing. She's like, Who's this guy? You the man. You the man. He, he, he's, he's eating, he said he's eating dinner with my husband. And then uh, right after that, she said, She said, Hey, you the man. Um, pinch him on the tushy for me. And I, said, I, I said, I'll leave that for you. So it was cool though. He's got That's going to be a big tushy. Yeah, dude. That dude's a big dude. You're talking about. Very tall. Chris Walker is huge, man. He'd be like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, Chris Walker's huge. Yeah. But yeah, he's dude. a super nice guy, man. But it was cool to hear that he's got his own channel and diving into the world of YouTube and live streaming. So that was super cool. So yeah, yeah man. Walk, well, guys, Walker. I'm I'm gonna head on out of here. Um, like I said, I, I just want to pop in, say hi, love on you guys. Uh, Tech enthusiasm. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Jeremy's in the uh, in the chat over there. He was one of the guys in our live stream, and we got the chance to hang out with him. So definitely share some love with him and his channel. All right. Yeah, I'm probably going to take off to uh, Maybe you guys can do a quick, like, uh, some Q&A. Yeah. I'm sure there's some questions in the chat. There's always something to talk about. Or you guys can just make fun of each other. Or make fun of us. We're not here. Or make fun of us. That's, you know, either way. Okay with that, too. Whatever works. All right, oh, guys. Y'all have an incredible week, man. We'll catch you next week. Later. Yep. Yep. Go and we'll see you guys. Family, buddy. Thanks for holding it down, by the way. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Appreciate it. Later. Later, guys. Chana, let's just sit here and stare at each other. <laughs> All right, I've got one. I've got one, which I just now saw. Um, yep. Let's see here. So Tim slices up those bits of previous discussions and and he spliced up that rail does not need a dsp mm -hmm. uh video so let me go throw this out here separately and i'll just address this one while we're here because this dude misunderstood what i was saying and i don't like oh i see what you're saying i, I know what you're talking about yeah 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 comment so, yeah yeah oh i don't want to be misunderstood all right this guy right here damn aaron you sound like a serious hater bro just disrespectful calling a colleague's work the dumbest video. If people commented that way to some of your work with your measurement videos, you might feel some kind of way when it's all said and done. Speakers that measure great don't always sound better than others. Our ears are how we feel and the final judgment. Props to youth man for keeping it uh, probably neutral or something. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, Aaron yeah. is guided by the numbers and only the numbers. All right. So two things. Number one, um, calling a colleague's work the dumbest video. I never said that. Uh, I didn't say that his work was the dumbest video. And if you go back and look, you will see that I looked right at the camera and I said, Shane, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about what the guy in your video said. I said that. I looked right at the camera and said it. So uh -huh. that's number one. Um, speakers don't measure great. I never talked about measurements with that subwoofer. The, the context of that discussion in that interview was, I've forgotten his name now, but the guy that Shane had on his video talking about rail subwoofers, that gentleman was talking about how basically like DSP is unnecessary and it's overused by the majority of people and we don't know how to use it properly and that their subwoofers don't need it for X, Y, and Z reasons. I disagreed with 
all of that. And that's where it ended. So um, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole again, but I just want to make it clear that I wasn't dissing Shane. Shane surely knows that. And I disagreed with what the guy said on his video. And that was it. And nothing about measurements. Measurements never entered the equation. So I feel like sometimes people take my comments and they know my background. Like, oh, Aaron's a measurement guy. pigeonhole you. They're pigeonholing yeah, yeah, yeah. you. And I'm like, that. no, measurements never, like, I may have said some measurements at some point. I don't know. But that was not the context of that discussion. It was about the guy saying that DSP is unnecessary. And I disagree with that. Joe disagree with that. John, I think you disagree with that. So I think we were kind of all on the same page where you know, we disagreed with the notion that DSP is unnecessary. Uh, but that's it. So that's, yeah. I just wanted to clear that up. That's it. All right. Um, were there any questions in here? Did you? I didn't even see any, man. Honestly, I've been looking so. at flights because that was a nine-hour drive out there. You're looking and on at the, flights for what? For next year? For next year, just to just to see if I can get a one-way. So I live near Huntsville, and Huntsville doesn't have a lot of direct flights. Everything is like I've got to stop through Atlanta or I've got to stop through Dallas, depending on where I'm flying to and what airline I'm flying. But yeah, unfortunately, it looks like if I want a direct flight, I'm going to have to drive two hours north to Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm like, ugh. You sound like me. I have to drive three hours to Reno to fly out anywhere, right? You know, or or I just drive six hours to LA and then fly out from there. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, FOMO. I agree um, to an extent. I mean, obviously, I think it's perfectly okay to disagree with a, a discussion that was brought about in another channel. You know, like I'm not targeting other content creators. I was never targeting Shane. Again, I I said that looked directly at the camera and said, Shane, I'm not talking about you. So I'm not one for drama. I just flatly disagreed with what that guy being interviewed said. And I think it's good to have representation from somebody who thinks differently, you know, because it mm -hmm. was a manufacturer. Um, if it was somebody yeah. else, you know, it might have been a little bit different. But manufacturers, they have their own mindset for whatever reason. You know, you can disagree with them or not. I disagree with it. And I think yeah. we all disagree with it. But Nobody said you guys. They just said Aaron because I do measurements. So they're like, Aaron must be thinking measurements. No, Aaron wasn't thinking about measurements. Aaron was thinking about DSP, period. Anthony Perez says, I use DSP on 75% of my subs. The 25% is my Sumiko. Sumiko? Which is basically URL. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you've got, you've got to use DSP on the low end. Paul says, is that how I get Aaron's attention? I need to start commenting on his comments with that. Troll powers combined. <laughs> no. If you misrepresent what I say, then I'll feel the need to reply. I mean, it's not bad. It's not like you guys are making it out to be worse than it is here. I just disagreed, and I wanted the clarification there because I wasn't talking about Shane. I don't like people trying to insinuate things when I clearly and bluntly say what I'm saying. I'm like, how can y'all take this thing and put it over here? Like, I didn't say this. I said this. So, anyway. Yeah. That's not drama. That's me clarifying a point. That's it. If y'all think that's drama, wow, you guys should see the comments that I get. I'm sure Chana can relate. I mean, some of the things that people say, you're like, what? Dude, oh. there, in 2017, when the first QLED TVs came out from Samsung, I was just like, look, guys, this is a total gimmick. Like, don't buy these things. They took OLED and put a little line, diagonal line in it and made it QLED and trying to charge OLED prices for an edge lit. LED TV and I was like do not buy do not buy and my video the thumbnail was like a Samsung TV with red and white letters warning right dude when you when you search Samsung QLED that year that video was number one 
for like eight or nine months. And I've got so much hate comments. I got called every racial slur under the sun. This one guy was so mad. He commented three times in all caps in the same minute. Like I, ha I had this, I, I took down the video. I think I deleted it. It was a bad comments of 2017. Like Shane did one, you know, I did one and like brass tax did one. And we were just kind of doing all that stuff. Um, and yeah, like I even put some up on the screen. I'm like, uh, like, I'm not even going to say this. Like I got, it's not right. <clears throat> I can't even say this, you know? Um, but yeah, for the most part, um, yeah, for the most part, most comments are, are, perfectly fine every once in a while you get one that's like out of left field you're thinking what yeah. in the world you guys want to you guys want to see one that's out of left field it's it hasn't been published it's in my uh, uh review like needs review i think i'm going to talk about it in a in a in an upcoming video here but where is my silly switch no not switch account youtube studio okay comments and then here, let's share the screen. Oh man, this food was delicious. Holy crap. Had a brisket pita pocket. All right, so help for review. Um, here, Ben Dover is the guy's name, right? <laughs> because <laughs> right? Because he can't he can't actually put his put his own name in here because that would just you know be too much like right. And it was about my videos about how bad Dolby Atmos is when you only have um, five bed layers. <clears throat> uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Let's see. Uh, I've, where's the one? Oh, I mean, that's oh, here. some good ones already. This guy trying to lecture professional movie sound mixers, ha ha ha, has made my day. He must work for the best studios in Hollywood. 90% of movies have a shitty atmosphere mix. Yes, according to TechnoDad. Oh my God, God has spoken. What a joke. Uh, <laughs> here's the funny part because I am making a video uh, about this. Um, and funny thing is, I actually do know more about what these mixing, these Atmos mixers don't know how to do. And, and here's the main point. What do Atmos mixing engineers not do? Do you know, Aaron? I don't know. It's, pre it's pretty. It's pretty obvious. They don't consume Atmos. They create Atmos. Right. They don't listen to it. Right. Right. And these yeah. guys, like I've been reviewing Atmos since 2016 on this channel. I started with 512. A year later, went to 514, and then then I got when I built this 714 in here. That's when it was glaringly obvious. There's there's one thing that these mixing engineers don't do is that they don't listen to their mix on a commercial Atmos setup. That's yeah. that's the thing. And whoever this bend over guy is, he's just he just he's just an idiot. Um, <laughs> it's a good name, though. But, but the uh, but the thing is, is that these Atmos mixing engineers don't know. Like, all right, let's talk about two channels for a second. When okay. someone is making a, a stereo mix, you got a left channel and a right channel. You know what they do before they print it out or send it to mastering? They check it in mono. They check the mix in mono because what's your cell phone? Pretty oh, much mono. Just Oh, it's, okay. That's they cool have point. your cell phone has stereo speakers, but they're so close. It's literally Are they like, just making sure like nothing cancels out or something. Correct. Like, correct. Okay. So they're checking in mono. And for the most most part, like if you're making like dance music, majority of everything, you're just, just using one cable out of the mixer. Like okay. it is a mono signal you're sending out. So all your mixes, like when these guys do these two channel mixes, 
they check it in mono. So, uh, you know, with me experimenting mixing 714 in this room, I've noticed that, look, they have to check in mono when it comes to Atmos. So what is that? You have to check their 7.1.4 mix on a 512 commercial system. And like these mixing engineers, when they're, when they're, uh, they, you see, they have like three sets of speakers, right? They got crappy speakers. They have those Yamaha NS10s because they're checking their mix, right? On shittier, <laughs> pretty much shittier systems. They go in the mm -hmm. car, they go listen to it on earbuds. They listen to it on their laptop before they make their, you know, uh, final send off to the mastering engineer. So why are they not doing this in the Atmos space? It's right. because they don't know. And you don't, what's that famous saying? You don't know, you, you don't, don't know, know. You don't know. Right. And That's sadly, I know more than they do just because I've been consuming it and had and gone through different Atmos configurations. So that's all. That's yeah. it. You know, and all it is is somebody needs to tell these people like, hey, you need to check your 714 mix. And and like the, the messed up part, I've seen some of these mixing studios. Dude, they're huge. They got a 916. And like a lot of these guys, dude, it's their you know, big dick syndrome. Like. Like they got to have the best looking studio with the best gear. And they're like, 512? No, dude, I got 714 men, men, Minimum, 916, yeah. 716. So they're listening to an awesome mix in their studio. And then somebody's got a 512 soundbar and they're like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you know? And, and so it's one of those things that, you know, they just don't know. So that's all. That's all. Yeah. I yeah. might know a little bit more because I've been conceived. It, it, if, if you had Atmos, Aaron, you'd probably be like, I know a little bit more too. I'm never going to know though. So, I mean, <laughs> let's just be real. Hey, so here's a good one from Tech Thuzia. I'll give him a shout out. He's Jeremy, by the way. If y'all aren't subscribed to his channel, go check out his channel. He's got some cool stuff, uh, home theater related. So he was there this weekend, uh, but I thought his comment was funny. He just checked his hell for review and it only had several good constructive comments in it. But the one where God literally insulted the looks on my face made it through. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the, uh, Jeremy, the, the health for review I have, it's for all bad words, right? So if there's, right. you know. You know S yeah, mine's like anything under the sun I, yeah. I could think of. And as some make it through, I'll, I'll make sure that word, that keyword makes a filter. Yeah, so apparently this guy had a curse word in all three of these comments that he made three weeks ago. So Yeah, yeah he did. I just saw that. Um, <laughs> Aaron, are you going to measure any of the new monolith speakers? They look an awful lot like Arendals. I already have. So if you go check my channel, I've measured all of them. I think every one of them. So the bookshelf, six. So I haven't measured that one. This guy? That one I have not measured. But I've measured their Encore. This is what Dan is talking about. But no, I have not measured that one. Look, uh, Joe measured it. And then um, obviously... Motoprice measured it. These are their THX satellites. They are 250 yeah. a pair. If you guys are looking to upgrade, I'll give them a shout out right now because I got a lot. I got, well, this is the 12th one, right? So I have 11 set up in here and these things are phenomenal. They are so good. Um, and they go down to 80 Hertz compact size. They've got a keyhole mount on the back. They've also got a quarter inch on the oh, bottoms. Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking to upgrade um, your, your high channels, Definitely mm. check these out. 250 a pair. That's 500 for four. The SVS Prime Elevations were 400 for just two. So I actually prefer these over the SVS Prime Elevations because they actually measure much better. So, Croissant so this, says so there's my plug. Bose cubes all over again. But with the Bose cubes, didn't you have to have two of them? They like, were they on top of each other like this. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I don't want to 
leak anything, but um, somebody we all know, I think, is reviewing some of those. And he actually gave me the idea to do that, too, just for the heck of it. Um, what do I think about the new C3 Emotiva? I don't know anything about it. I'm guessing it's just a louder version of the C2 and the C1 pluses, but uh, I don't know. There, so there was a starred one in here. I thought you might have some input on uh, 15-inch monolith or 13-inch monolith. So I've tested both. I think James at Audioholics has as well. I don't know if you have, if you've heard. I think, I know Joe has, so Joe would have been another one to ask. But if I recall correctly, they're they're kind of, they're even somewhat. I mean, I, I want to say the 15 is probably going to get a little bit louder, but I don't remember for sure. But um, I, just in general, I would expect without DSP, the 15 is going to get lower, but they both have DSP built in. So the 13 could have the capability to go lower and louder. So hmm. I don't know without me consulting other reviews or reviewers daters for that. Other reviewers daters? Other reviewers daters. Yeah, I was saying reviewers daters. I just wanted to kind of run, but dater, I'm Bostonian. Yeah. <laughs> are the Later, monolith dude. concentric drivers? They are, aren't they? These the ones, ones I have, showed? yes, they are. Yeah. They are. Okay. And 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 as uh Charles Sprinkle, so Charles Sprinkles, uh, if the the engineer for Cali Audio, myself and Joe were backstage after the last um talk that he did. And so Joe was trying to tell him to, to tell me to change my speakers out because they were crap. And he's just like, well, if they have like, if it's just one driver, he's like for Atmos, uh, if you're trying to, you, you know, you're having 11 speakers, having like a concentric driver uh, design is much better than having, you know, a woofer and a tweeter because you've got one point source mm-hmm. for both drivers and then they're just inherently time aligned. So that's less things that you have to compensate or process for. Which is also why I think these are fantastic, especially in this room here where it's just me, yeah. um, and all eleven speakers are just pointed, and it's and it's one one little one thing. I like it. How uh, what do you what's your crossover or what will your crossover 80. be? Eighty. Okay. Eighty. These things go down to eighty. Um, I well, mean, they're if, at most too, so they don't get. How does that work? Like the signal that's steered to them is it low? I mean, you know what I'm saying. It, so so with. Um, in 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 an in an AV receiver, you can choose a crossover. So I would normally cross over my high channels at 100, sometimes 120, but 80 for everything else, right? Okay. With this with this Pioneer, I only have one choice, so it's 80 all the way around. These things will play down to 80, and it's like a okay. four and a quarter inch driver or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, they're they're actually really good. I was totally surprised um, about it. I even tried to call Hobie and tell him like, yo, these things are awesome, bro. Uh, so, um, he's like, let me know if he answers you. Huh? He didn't answer. Let me know if he answered. He didn't answer. He shot me an email. Um, so Don asks, uh, Chana, are those monoliths better than your Focal domes? Um, yes, they are. Uh, the Focal domes though, match all my other Focal speakers and, and these will measure better. Um, but the Focals are also, also take to EQ very well. So they're they're also good speakers. So they're they're fine in that aspect. And upstairs in my living room, it's it's all dude, it's a mess. My living room's a mess. It's like I got some angles and this, that, and the other. But here in this space where it's a perfect rectangle and I've got everything equidistant from my red chair. My red chair. Uh the the, the one hot seat here in the room. Like it's more beneficial to have something as compact as this. Um, and of course, having the 
you know, the screw on the bottom makes it easy for me to actually put them on mic stands and place them around the room all at the same height, you know, um, all equidistant. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Joe said? Oh, uh, you need to go back and see what Joe said about you. Joe who? Joe and tail, the one who said he was leaving, but now he's just hanging around in chat, stirring stuff oh, out with Paul. Add gross on 80 <laughs> Hertz, 300 Hertz. What, what is he talking about? Oh, my other speakers. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of Focal, I was going to take the Canta number twos home with me this weekend from the event, but I can't remember what speaker was. Is it what? Are, what's above the Canta? Do you know? Um, is it Sopra or? Yeah. So that okay? So that's I think, the next line. Yeah. Okay. I think what I'd heard was that they had intended to send the Sopras, but something got damaged or they didn't get there. But regardless, they didn't get there in whatever condition they were supposed to get there. And mm. so they, the Cantas that were going to be mine to take home with me to review wound up getting set up. So I didn't get them. I'm sad. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was supposed to get a pair of the Canta number twos in that new Carrera white. Oh, so sexy. But dude, they, they take up a lot of space, man. They take up a lot of space. So I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when Joe did the magic bean setup, I was just like, oh, I don't need towers. So I went with the uh, Aria bookshelves. Yeah, which is, the, just, which is the down step from the Cantas. Right. Uh, well, the Canta to me was like the, the only one that audio advice. I wanted something a little bit higher, but that's the only one I think I could have reasonably asked them for. And they so they worked it out where Focal was just going to loan me a pair directly. So I don't know. Hopefully it still works out. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard the, I heard the Sopra number threes. Damn, you know, about $20,000 a pair for speakers and they're, oh, and they're man. like 250 to 300 pounds or something like that. They're yeah. saying. So like, that's another logistic nightmare for me. <laughs> if it's just myself, you can make that uh, work. Just don't blow out your Achilles tendon again and you'll be oh, fine. Yeah. 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 They had the, um, uh, Martin Logan, Neo, Neo list, Neo list. Neo's? Yeah, yeah, Neolist. The big ones over at MLA. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, those things look gorgeous. I didn't get to hear. I sat in the back again. I walked. Every time I went in the room, the main seats were taken up. I was like, dang it. Of course. So I wound up not getting to hear them. I sat in the back. I wanted to, though. Yeah. Kanta is such a nice speaker. I wish Flax Driver was the higher end one, W, because they look so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the Kanta's. They grow uh, all that stuff. The flax driver. It's an organic substance what? that they grow in France. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm, it's crazy, huh? So it's it's kind of like paper, but it's not. So like they have the like quickness and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you know, Focal is known for their inverter dome tweeter, of course. Right. Right. To give more support to the tip. Got, they've got, got a, to they've got to support that tip. They've got an any. <laughs> it's yes. inverted. Yes. Uh you ever have this is a, a guy thing. Hydra kids. You ever have like something, let's, let's say like you see somebody get kicked in the nuts or if you mm -hmm. see like action sports where a skateboarder takes one right between the legs and you're like, you ever have your, like your, your male area just like tingle, but not in a good way. You were like, Oh, is that, is that what, is that an inverted dome? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? That one or, or this sound? Which one? <laughs> It tucks and runs. It was like, oh, <laughs> protect like, me. Like a hermit crab. <laughs> dude, dude, somewhat related to that. I was trying, when I, back in my BMX days, there was this handicap, handicap rail that went up a ramp and then like 10 feet away from it was a curb. So I was going like at speed. I was trying to grind up the handrail and gap mm -hmm. out over the curb. 
And I must have tried it like five or six times, slowly like building up speed, almost making it. The last time I tried it, my peg, my back peg didn't make it on the rail. So I wound up just like doing the splits on the rail. It hurt so bad. I remember telling my friend, I was like, dude, you're going to have to find me toilet paper. I'm about to poop my pants. <laughs> like I I hit so hard. I thought I was going to poop my pants. Hmm. So any of y'all out there ever racked so hard that you thought you were going to poop your pants, feel free to just yeah. let us know in the comments. <laughs> so, uh, so FOMO, <laughs> if you're on. still here, he says it's up to the mixer, but I have yet to meet a mixer who would mix Atmos overhead for below 120 hertz. So here's the thing. In a Logic Pro session, there is an Atmos plugin that goes in the master chain. Before the master chain, if you want to do any effects on any of the channels, it has to go before that. And if you do it before that, that's not going to include the height channels. So anything I'm messing around with in the past like weekend, I've been messing around with it. Um, it's pretty much full range. The signal, if I'm using an object and it's starting you know, front left and I bring it you know, right to my forehead and then go up, it's not mixed to filter out um, sounds you know, at a certain frequency range. It's just, it's the sound is the sound. It's just doing its thing and moving around. So it's up to your AVR to really filter out everything under a certain level for your home theater setup. So there's no actual real way unless you went to each an individual sound and put an EQ and shape it in a way that you wanted to. So I bet you anything, uh, FOMO, no mixer actually has um a shelf of frequency that they're cutting off in the atmos channel so is he saying the way i read this was it sounds to me like he's talking about like the person the mixer person who's doing it is saying mm -hmm. that they don't want anything above or below 120 being sent that's how yeah, i read so, it right me too but okay. i'm saying i'm saying since i'm using that software mm -hmm. the only way to do that like if a if an object is going around around you and then it goes up so you have to then automate an EQ to be full range when it's down below you and then start to put a shelf when it's going up. That sounds like a lot of fucking work yeah. for, ev for every sound. Like, yeah. do you, you really think they're doing that? I 100% guarantee you they're not. They're not doing that. They're just putting the sounds and they're panning them around. And then your AVR is going to say, these sounds need to go up here, but we're going to cut off at 100. We're going to cut off at 80 or whatever the thing is. That's, that is, I, is what I think is going on. Because I right. there's the amount of time that these people have to make an Atmos mix, you know, with the deadlines for, oh, we have a 4K release coming out, let's say Top Gun, November 1st. You know, they're probably working on the Atmos mix for months. Yeah. And then to, to actually get this detailed to like the airplane flyover that's going to start off in the distance at ear level and then whoosh, come over you, they're going to automate all that already, and then they're going to automate a frequency range to cut it off at? No, they're not doing that. Your AV receiver's doing that. That's I'll, that's I'll that's take my take on uh, after, you know, spending time actually mixing. I'll never know, because I'll never have Atmos. I got I got rung up for that this weekend, too. By <laughs> I, I asked Hobie, I'm like, I'll send you something special. What's your Atmos system like? He's like, dude, I just have 5.1. <laughs> And I'm like, he's and he's like, got maybe, access to free speakers. I know. He's like, maybe I should use these, set up four of these things. I was like, you should, dude. And I'll yeah, send really. you a custom, I'll send you a custom, uh, a custom Atmos call. It'll be like Hobie from the left channel. Hobie, Hobie, <laughs> Hobie, Hobie. Hobie. <laughs> and it's just all around the room. <laughs> oh, man. Eh, look it's at Joe. Freak him out. This, this show is interesting. Maybe I should subscribe. <laughs> 
Uh, that's right, you guys. I say we unsubscribe them. Yeah. I don't know who this Maybe. Joe and Tell is guy, but I don't think I like him. Uh, Ike needs to try out my Atmos mix. Yeah, uh, if you're a patron of mine, go ahead and check it out. I posted uh, a 7.1.4 Dolby Atmos callout. Uh, I heard it works on Plex. So, Paul, if you're if you're not a patron, smack you up, but Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul Croson. Uh, yep. But yeah, you can download it and let me know. Um, it should. It should come through as Dolby Atmos, Dolby Digital Plus um, uh, through your receiver. You should be able to see all that. Uh, and it was not easy finding a way to actually get uh, <laughs> something to give you guys that's in Atmos. It's not, they don't make it easy. Even Joe was like, damn, they don't make that shit easy, do they? No, they didn't. No. They don't, not at all. Why would they? Did I hear the Trinov demo in the RBH room this past Weekend. I walk, that's another room where I walked into. They had a huge room too, and they had a big screen. I don't know if that's what Michael was talking about earlier, because uh, I was trying to answer a question in here, but I didn't get to hear that system. I walked in. There was a ton of people sitting in every chair. So, no, I did not get to hear it. I did not get to hear any of the other RBH speakers that were off to the side. So they had. When you walk in, I don't know RBH's models, but they they were huge. It's like the ones that Gene has or or has had, I guess huge tower speakers are like eight foot tall, you know, and they had like four 12 inch subs. The only thing that I heard back about that was I, I, some people said that the room seemed like it was too big for those subs. Maybe they were bigger than 12s. I don't know, but that the subs didn't get low enough in that demo room. And that was the only thing that they were kind of disappointed in. Okay. So Jeremy's saying uh, that room had the Sony GTZ and the big RBH. Yeah. And then off on the left, they had like the other regular. And I wanted to go back and hear the regular RBH because the big ones to me, I'm just like, that's never going to happen. What's the point? So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, Reverence, Reverence, Slim, Reverend Slim. Uh, you wouldn't want to make frequency changes within the mix as the objects move because then it would cascade. Was, exactly. Exactly. So I, I don't think like it's also not easy to do it. So I don't, and I don't think they would just have the time to do all these little, little things. Like, <clears throat> trust me, I've been messing around with trying, just trying to make a six minute Atmos, Atmos film, Atmos thing, whatever you want to call it. It takes up a lot of time. And I can imagine, you know, with the, whatever deadlines that the studio has to deal with and whatever, you know, timing constraints the mixer has, like, it's not like a full two hour movie is going to take quite a, quite a bit of time quite a bit of time i'd say at least like two months give it give it an, a, a one month per hour maybe i don't know i don't know i haven't tried that but you know i'm down for a challenge giddy up we'll do it giddy up giddy up giddy up um i was trying to think of okay room seven yeah so a couple of rooms i went into that had laser projectors but honestly man i was like i don't see anything here that's blowing me away I don't know if it's just because they were so far away that like if you put them closer, it would be like even more amazing. So if you took like a projector that I have and you put it really far away, that it would look way worse than that laser projector. You know, maybe that's the difference. But when I walked in the rooms, I was like, it looks good. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Now I understand why people pay $80,000 for a projector. I'm like, uh, I'm good with I'm good with 3500 for mine. So I, I mean, I think majority about laser is just the long lasting that's just, it just has a longer life than just replacing both. Does it have I, I, better? I does it have better throw like distance too? 
I mean, that I don't know. That... I'm not a projector guy. All I know is like okay. you got to replace bulbs, and I don't have any bulbs or projectors, so I don't know how often you would do that. Right. Um, so um, all I know is that laser has the one advantage that it just lasts longer. Uh, I think they can get brighter too, right? Because it's uh, I assume so. Yeah, I mean, like the only laser know. stuff that I I didn't even know anything about is concerts and outdoor events where they'll use laser projectors, but that's like you know they're way far away. And there's no telling what the brightness is for those things, but the, the video is crisp and clear. But again, you're talking really far distance, and these are like outdoor type settings. So probably like $300,000 projectors or, or laser projectors, mm -hmm. if I had to guess. I mean, these things are... You know, um, at CES, when Joe and I were at CES, we went to the Panasonic booth and they had this giant, giant screen. Like I walked up to there and the people, it was showing like some 8K footage of like... Um, Mardi Gras or something. It's some big party in like Rio de Janeiro. I don't think it's Mardi Gras. No, it's not. But it was like Rio. And like the people were like my height. Like I was the size of the people, you know, in the in the film. And they had these four Panasonic 8K projectors. They were massive. They're hanging from the ceiling, two stacked on top of each other. And they're bringing this one picture. Um, and man, they were like, it was like 50,000 for each projector or something like that. Let me ridiculous. And they were all like laser. So, yeah. Yeah, that's oh here, Tech Enthusiasm says uh laser is generally brighter and lasts longer without dimming. Okay. Okay. So does that brighter then also translate to further throw? That's where I'm just trying to understand. I mean, because the ones I saw were really, really far back. I mean, it, the, uh, dude, I, if I had to guess, I'd say at least 20 to 25 feet. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. I know they're super, super expensive. Although I have seen some lasers that are like Five thousand, maybe. So I'm like, well, that's not bad. Anyway, yeah. is 8K going to be a thing? That came up at one point this weekend. Is 8K ever going to be a thing? Um, uh, I'll put you on the spot right now. It's hard to say. People, people I, like, I, I don't, I don't think it's a thing. I okay. don't think it's a thing. Um, well, the panelists, I think, were also basically saying that, nah, you know, we're not even it's nobody streaming gonna, anything. It's, it's gonna cut. Well, there's that. There's it, what about to make the films like these cameras? Like, oh yeah, eight, yeah. It's not even eight filmed. Eight K Dragon right? Red, and like just think about. I have if I'm making a ten minute YouTube video, I probably have forty minutes of footage. If you're making a two hour movie that's in eight K, do you know how much storage space you would need for yeah. like eight to ten hours of footage to to dwindle it down to that two hour right. mark? Like, there's just that, <laughs> and then. Um, already the, um, blank discs that I have like, okay. So Blu-ray, uh, BD XL will hold 100 gigabytes on one disc. A lot of these 4k discs that I'm ripping are like 96 gigabytes. So we're already maxed out there and that's in mm -hmm. 4k resolution, right? So how on earth, like they'd have to make a six layer Blu-ray disc maybe to have all of that, um, that shit. And then, and then let's also talk about, a lot of these movies are filmed in 4K, down-res to 2K. For It has a 2K DI, or digital intermediate, so they work in 2K because they have to render all the special effects in 2K. Because yeah, that's what... the, the render time from 2K to 4K is huge. Imagine the render time from 4K to 8K, or 2K to 8K. You know, like, it's just, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, see, the effects budget won't allow them to render CGI at that. It'll be downscale for a 4K. And for the most part, majority of movies still, we can't get it, still can't get movies with the 4K DI, right? 
there's a there's a few ones um i think like what was it uh the new new mutants uh was shot in 8k with a 4k di there's like i would say there's literally a handful i haven't looked you know um at too many things lately but there's mm -hmm. not a lot there's not a lot okay. so you know when people buy 8k like all their all 8k tvs they're they're like you know it's all about upscaling and if yeah, the dude. upscaling processor and algorithm aren't that great, you're going to get a lot of artifacts. And I've seen some at like Best Buy. And I'm like, why is this the first TV in the Magnolia section? Like, this looks like ass. They're they're playing a 4K movie off a 4K Blu-ray player. And then it's upscaled to 8K. I'm like, this looks like shit. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm honest. I'm still running 1080p. Like, I, I can't afford a 4K projector. You know, a 4K TV is one thing. Because it pretty much, I mean, dude, those are like 500 bucks at Target now. But... Well, I mean, for a regular size one, but yeah, uh, this one, the Mad VR was impressive too. They had hooked it up. I saw a demo for that on their little TV, probably a 55, 60 inch TV. If that, I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what Mad VR is. I had no idea what it was before I went into it. You guys know I'm not a video guy, but I, w the demos that they were giving, I was impressed by, you know, like the shadow detail and the different settings that they had. That was running through. And then the one just when they had like the scaling, you know, it was going from like anamorphic to regular like 16 by nine, you know, so they would scale it up and it would look, it would look good. It wouldn't look like it was just stretched or I guess squished. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I thought that was pretty cool stuff. I don't know if you've got any experience with that. Nope. Okay. Nope. I'm, I'm out here in the boonies, man. So everything is, it's, I got to see like, it's got to be here or I got to go to it. Yeah. Uh, China SBS bookshelf, ultra bookshelf, or for Cal Focal Cora 806 for LCR configuration. Hmm. I'd go to the SVS. Um, but with a big double T on that, but uh, you you you're gonna need a um a power amplifier because those things need more power. Those things aren't as as efficient. But yeah, I'd go with the SVS. Uh, Tyler did say, according to uh, um, Spare Change or Shane Lee, there's a decent number of 4K DI movies. Fantastic. That's great. Uh, one of the ones I use all the time for TV, um, like reviewing, uh, was shot in 6K with a 4K DI. And it's like this, uh, it's called Allied. It's um, this French lady and Brad Pitt or something like that. So they're, you know, it's it's in the war. It's 1940s and they're in Morocco and they're, it's, and they're, it's they're spies. Cut Cotillard, Maria, the... Look it up because I know what you're talking about. I actually wanted to see that. I forgot all about that movie from 2016. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the lady who was in the uh, Dark Knight Rises. Marion. Oh, Katidia. Katil. Yeah. Oh, man. Starts with a C. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's a great movie because and I've been using it a lot because it was shot in 6K and like the 3D pop, like they're just walking around, walking around. I'm like, eh, hey, this is a crazy set. And then all of a sudden they they walk into the background. I'm like, I thought the background was fake. Like I thought it was just a CGI or a green screen. They just start walking through there. I'm like, oh crap! Like the just the 3D pop was just phenomenal, That's and nobody ever uses it for a demo because they just don't know. But uh, maybe it was fake, and their editing is just that good. No, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, the show the horses. Horses. Yeah, they they had a scene where it's three horses like in a, on the range somewhere, mm -hmm. you know. But 
the regular video, you know, without Mad VR, it's like he's saying, it looked like they were in a blizzard. It was just all whited out, you know, mm. it just didn't look right. And then when they switched on whatever that SM, I'm not, I don't know if that's appropriate to talk about here, um, setting <laughs> is when it switched over to that, it was like, oh, now you can actually see the details and the colors and that they're on like they're in an open field somewhere. So that was pretty neat. I don't know how much that yeah. stuff costs, but I'm sure it's way more than I could ever afford. Mm -hmm. Um, thoughts on the clips to fives just for music, uh, for the right space, they're pretty awesome. So, uh, small to medium size space, large space, you're going to need something larger. Yeah. Um, and they do have, uh, like, so I reviewed that a while back and I liked them. They were okay. They were a bit bright. We've turned them out of, out, then it's okay. But I, I think that they've now enabled to were allowed users to do their own DSP. Like, I think that's been an update since I've had the, the fives. So. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if that's true, then I think they'd probably be all right. But you may want to hold on and check out these new SVS ones that they're coming Power out with. Speakers, yeah. yeah, and then these new Elax that they're coming out with because the Elax have HDMI as well. So you may want to just wait. Like, I don't know how long, but just see, unless you're in a hurry. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it, it's always better to wait and try something than just buying something. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. talking about the Spears and Munsell disc. Uh, yeah, because there's that scene with the horses in the snow, right? I remember yeah, that. Disc. I remember it. when it came out. S and M for uh, me is S and M bikes. Is, oh, uh, Spears and Munsell disc. That's right. Yeah, fourteen thousand dollars in the top end Mad VR. Damn, damn, dude, that's just a uh, level. Reverend Slim says Lucy on HD has native 4K. Yes, I actually use this quite a bit, especially with TVs, especially that end scene where you get that contrast with white and black. You got, you know what I'm, I'm sure Reverend Sim, you know what I'm talking about. It's right, right there toward the end uh, when she's about to attain 100%, you know. And Hey man, spoiler alert. <laughs> well, you haven't seen Lucy? Uh, you need some. I still haven't seen that, man. There's a lot oh, that a, I haven't seen. Film. It's a great film. Uh, here's um, one. S two SB three thousands or two PB two thousand pros. I would I would think the PB two thousand pros, but I don't. I th it depends on the space. Yeah, that's true. I mean, depends you can't have space. too much space, right? I mean, if you got enough space, the SB is enough space for the base. The space, space, space for the base, space. Okay, uh, what is it? PB two thousand pro. Yeah, PB two thousand pro or SB three thousand. So I mean, the SB obviously is sealed. Oh, yeah. Hold up, Joe's saying the update oh, to the fives lame. only give it basic three band. Man, that's lame. They need a shell filter on that bad boy. Make a world difference. Okay, right, let me go see. back to that question. Let's see. Okay, so it's a twelve-inch driver versus a thirteen-inch driver. Yeah, hey, I know for some of you all that, that extra inch counts, right? It does. <laughs> Take all you can get. Um, uh, let's go down here. Where's the spec thing? There we go. Whoa. What up, Hafa Vega in the house? Let's see. 16 hertz, standard mode, 17 hertz. Da, 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 da. Where's the power? Didn't say that. It's 1.21 gigawatts, I believe. <laughs> oh, there you go. Amplifier specs keep going down. Oh. 550D, so 550. I'm assuming. 550. Okay, so now let's go um, stop sharing and then I'll share the other page. All right, a clunky situation. Ike is saying he has two PB2000 Pros for his 20 by 18 theater. Why do you want to add more? Do you feel like the base is enough or do you want to add more just to have like extra overhead? That might help this guy out too. Mm -hmm. Oh, the price is the same for both PB2000 yeah. Pro and I mean, SD3000. 
It depends on what the response is. I don't know. I think I've tested both. That's what's sad about it. Um, I just, I honestly, I don't remember, man. So it looks like the PB2000 Pro will get a little bit lower, but we're talking two hertz. One hertz or two hertz. Like, you're not going to notice that. You're, yeah. Like, you're not going to notice that difference. Uh, and, amplifier specs, 800 watt amplifier. You know what? If they're the same price, I guess, I'd go with the sealed. Yeah. I, well, Depending the good the thing space, about the sealed is you won't hear the... Oh, when the, the farting port starts rolling in. The yeah. Port fart. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, not that I'm saying they're farting in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> not that I'm saying the PB will do that because I don't recall that it did. But generally speaking, yeah, I would say the sealed might be better for you, and especially because again, these have DSP built into them, so they're going to bump up that bass a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. and they're going to have that control. Um, I have heard the um, PB. No, SB3000 that Joe had. And mm -hmm. man, that thing, we were sh shaking like the hotel doors at this trade show. Did his thing. walk, was it moving? No, no, I don't think it was. I remember when I was testing with uh, Pink Noise on mine, it was it moved for over overnight. It had moved like an inch, like on its own. It had walked about an inch on its own, which I thought was really interesting. Um, another thing I'll say about that question, though, was... Uh, SVS has a pretty good return policy, right? So mm -hmm. maybe it's possible to to call them up and tell them that you're kind of stuck. Ask their advice to see if you could get if you buy four, direct. Just send, yeah, just send buy all direct. They, yeah, yeah, they'll probably send you all four of them, and then you just pick which ones you want to keep and return the rest. I think they'll do right. that. What's the usual dynamic range of movies? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, um, I can tell you this from mixing Atmos. Atmos, um, the required. Output is negative 18 LUFS. Okay. Right. So they are they want to keep dynamics in Atmos as opposed to most music is zero. Is that yeah, zero dB is how they're like mastered. So like it's there's a loudness war with music. There isn't so with Atmos. So negative 18 LUFS if you want to. Yeah. Uh, LUFS is loudness units relative to full scale. So that's what LUFS stands for. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know what that means as far as how that will relate to a movie. But at least you know if it's mixed in Atmos, they want to preserve dynamic range. And what kind of aspect that is, we don't know. Or at least I don't yeah. know. Somebody, somebody yeah. smarter can tell you. And just for reference, like, like Chana said, most newer music today is like 0 to 60B. 60B if you're lucky. Right, you mean negative like, six? Well, I'm thinking of dynamic range. Oh, so, I see. so yeah, I mean negative six or six, depending. Yeah, um, but then like older music, you know, like stuff that I like listening to. That's part of the reason why is because it was way before loudness wars. So you had like twelve to eighteen dB of dynamic range. So it depends on what your reference is, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, like. When you're telling me, oh, you've got 18, basically like 18 dB or whatever Luffs is, Lutz is to, um, no, Luffs Lutz, yeah. is to decibel, Let's, if it's one to one, I'm just making this up because I don't know, um, then that's a whole 18 is a whole lot of dynamic range. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Is there, yeah. there should be a. Uh, More importantly, what is the dynamic range on commercials? No, they max that shit out, dude. I know because the commercial comes on, boom, loud as shit. And then all of a sudden it goes back to the show. It's quiet. My wife is always like, why did they do that? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Because <laughs> they wanted you to make sure you go buy those Cheerios. That's why. Bastards. He busted oh, out the Luffs. <laughs> yeah. 
I said let's one time in one of my videos, and I and think Joe caught it, and I was like, oh, oh well, like it's it's done now. Uh, yeah. See, that's the thing. I, I don't know. I, I'd have to go back and look at my results. Uh, this was a question or a, a comment. RP six hundred M for two ninety nine renewed. So, um, you're going to miss attack detail and clarity, and it's going to be bright. That's a six hundred M in a nutshell compared to the six hundred M two. But the six hundred M. If you take that saved money, like a hundred bucks, go buy a mini DSP two by four, or if you can buy the two by four HD, now you have all the control you need over it to tailor the sound to to however however you want it. I think that would be a good way to go. Yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, not a lot of people know how to do that too. That's the other. That is true. That is true. But if this guy does, that's one way you could go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's the thing I don't like about the six hundred M is that they're they're too bright. And they've got a dip like between one and two. So like that attack and that clarity that you get, you know, from being smoother in there is just kind of gone. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's why uh, I well, like it. Why do you need mad VR for a projector and not a TV? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You, you can have use you, it for have a TV. You, have you heard of anyone using no. Mad VR for a TV? I don't think so. It was it was they had it hooked up to a TV. Oh, they the, did. And the oh. demo. Yeah, because they just had like the TV on a stand, like a and then you know. That's how they were doing the demo because it runs. I asked them, it runs. It's in between your source and your display. Um, display. So yeah. you can hook up a TV to it, no problem. Yeah, yeah, no problem. That's what they had in, in the show. But Would you want? To? I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that's the norm. Ah. Hey, enthusiasm with the answer. Okay, TVs are bright enough to do real HDR. There, there it is. How 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 many nits of peak brightness in a ten percent window can these projectors get up to? You guys yeah. are talking something. I don't even know. <laughs> I, you I mean, might, I, if this TVs is like how y'all get to like a thousand, if TVs can get to a thousand and OLEDs can only get to like 700 or 800, you know, what is a projector coming out? Like 400? I don't know. I don't know, dude. I just bought the coolest one that I could for the money at the time. Because projectors are limited on nits, Tim says. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Hmm. All right. He has a mini DSP. So there you go. There, that's a good deal. Then use, the, use the mini DSP. There yeah. you go. There you go. That's okay. Oh, man. We got any other ones oh. in here? Um, there is a, another um, super chat. Thank you for the super chat. What are the trade-offs uh, for having a top and bottom center with video walls? Um, comb filtering would be one of the things. I mean, if you're sending oh, the same center channel. Yeah, yeah center channel above and below because if you have like a micro led like and i think that's what trinov is doing is you know no matter where the two speakers are they're going to kind of merge and form right. to become voltron and then come right. at you at the right angle um but again you're talking about um trinov technology that's very very expensive right um but but yeah the trade-off is like if you don't have something like a trinov you're going to have um some issues with the audio well, I would think too that the biggest thing would be so like I'm trying to think of how to explain. It. So if you think of it like stereo left and right, mm -hmm. everything's fine as long as you're right in the middle. As soon as you move right. to the side, stereo is gone, right? So yeah. if you have multiple rows, if you're not positioned at the right sweet spot, I would think that would really be an issue. But that's all like Chana said from comb filtering, right? So uh this one's funny. Aaron has a hand crank projector with a light bulb still. Don't ask him too technical. <laughs> Right. I, I will say I, I have a Sony HW45ES. I love that projector. It's 
super quiet. That was my favorite. So before that, I had an Epson, I think, and the fan was so loud. I was like, this has got to go. And the Sony's quiet. It's really good picture. I think I got it for like a, a great deal from a dealer. I think I paid like dealer price minus a hundred bucks because it was on sale at the time from, from the factory. So I got a good deal. But man, when you guys start talking about like the mad VR add-ons and you start talking about knits and all that stuff, I'm like, man, I'll let y'all have that. That's why I have, see, this is why I have friends who know that stuff. So I can bug you guys. Like, Hey, mm -hmm. tell me what the heck this means. Yeah. Right. Um, Michael Outlaw asks, uh, say, or says, uh, speaking of dynamics, I own two devices that isn't displaying my incoming bit rate as 24 bits on one, on one, one shows 16 bit and the Anthem AVM 70 and any input helps us on this part of dynamics helps. Um, I'm not sure if that's a question or a statement. I don't know, but uh, it, it is kind of annoying. Um, if whatever you're playing the show from might have a setting to change something, because I know I was playing um, some flack files on the Zydu or the Zidu, and I didn't know I had to change a setting. And then it finally changed it to like the, um, um, the highest resolution possible. So I don't know. Uh, true voice of reason. More importantly, short from using ad block, how can we stop the hour long commercials on three minute use YouTube videos? Simple, dude. Get YouTube red. You don't have any ads. Done. Yeah, you got to pay to play. Is YouTube red the uh... YouTube plus or YouTube premium, whatever the fuck it's called now? Well, do they still have? I know what you're talking about with red. Is that, do they still have red or do they get rid of? They used to have red because, all right, for those who don't know and are like, oh, Cobra Kai is awesome. You found it like three years after it actually came out. It came out on YouTube first. It came out on YouTube Red because mm -hmm. that was their thing. So yep. thank YouTube for Cobra Kai because without that, you wouldn't have one of your favorite television shows on Netflix. But yeah, anyway, I don't think they still have one red of anymore. your favorite television shows. Oh, one of you. Uh, so many. You two. You know you <laughs> I have a it. shirt. I have a shirt. A DJ yeah. with it on, and they're like, Cobra Kai, yeah! I had a I had a wild stallion shirt on this weekend. I had five people like, "Hey, I like your shirt." And then yeah. I passed a dude who was wearing a wild stallion shirt when we were walking back from eating supper. He had a wild stallion shirt on too. I was like, "What? Yeah, what? be excellent to each other. Excellent, uh, man." Um. So Thank my God, Law says on Blu-ray or media player. So basically, like I said, uh, there are a couple of settings some of these media players just default to. But um, it's annoying. You all right? Oh man, uh, Rob. Rob got me on this one. High five, Vega. Aaron spent all his money on home theater. Only watches Goonies, Red, and Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> Dude, the Throw Mama from the Train was icing on the cake. The cake yeah, that was perfect. Uh, here's one, another five dollar. Dude, Gotham. Thank you. I'm sure I, I've jacked that up, Gotham. Maybe, but we appreciate the super chat for sure, man. That that's awesome. You're helping pay Tim for these edits when he chops yeah. all this stuff up mm -hmm. later. Yes, he is. Um, how low in frequency is the feel of bass directional? Oh, 80 hertz, so right? 80 hertz is typically the norm. My thing is there's there's a caveat to that, and, and I think it's worth noting is like if you have a phase null between one sub and your mains or two different subs or whatever, like a phase null somewhere in the subwoofer area, um, let's say it exists at 40 hertz. Well, now your sub is directional, Right. Because you're going to hear that pull to where the speaker is, where the subwoofer is. You're going to hear that subwoofer mm. wherever it is in space. But assuming that you've got everything phase aligned, time aligned, and level matched accordingly, then 80 hertz is what I typically have seen. I've seen it referenced in all sorts of AES type documents and things like that. So I'll go with 80 hertz. I think that's okay. Um, did you, you know, 
Um, look, this match, it. the color of this matches your shirt, by the way. Yeah, the color of the super chat it does. It's, Send more five dollar super chats, guys. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do that. No, do it all uh, you want to. Just match them. So streaming, uh, I'll make a banner so Tim can streaming. Here's devices. Hell, it's Norway. How do I know on my sound calibration, dude? This is such a deep topic. I don't even know how we would reach. I mean, you you would need experience. You would need some kind of reference. So, you oh, sorry. Need, what's the question? Um, how do I know when my sound calibration is good enough? I mean, the easy answer is, like, does it sound good to you? Okay, cool. But the problem with that is, a lot of times you don't realize that something sounds bad until you hear something that sounds good, good or better. Exactly. So yeah. you really need you really need a good reference. So if it's like stereo, you know, you can go out and buy like for example, these are ninety dollars headphones. They're Sony. They're used all all over the place. MDR seventy five oh six. They're not the greatest thing, but they're ninety bucks. They're they're good for a decent reference at the least. Um, that's one way to start. If it's movie, then I don't know how you worry about calibration mm -hmm. from surround sound stuff. I just feel like that's something that you probably need to experiment or try to hear. Some others and see what you think. Um, I, I, in the, you know, fortunate place that I am where um, uh, I was able to buy like every $600 receiver I could for the channel. So I got to try a bunch of different uh, room corrections. And I'd say like the Pioneer and Sony are not that great. Uh, the AccuEQ and Onkyo, also not that great. The Marantz Denon, not bad. Anthem Room Correction, much better. Dirac Live, much better. Uh, mm -hmm. I haven't heard Room Perfect um, because those are in units that are just, you know, multiple thousands of dollars. But, um, you know, if you kind of go on that scale, um, you can kind of figure it out. It's Unless you actually experience it in your living room or your room, like it's hot, it's going to be very hard to tell. So unless you can get all these different receivers in, like, and who wants to do that? Like my dumbass did, but like that was for the channel. Like, really, if yeah. you want to do that, like, it's gonna take a lot of time, you know. And if you got like a wife and kids, like my my wife hates it when I run room correction in the living room. She's like, oh, is it that bleep 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 stuff? I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, okay, yeah. It's like, yep. can you do that while I'm at the gym? Like, sure. Sure, I'll do it while you're at the gym. So, well, direct too. Um, it's worth just anecdotally. There was a whole lot of people over the weekend. I mean, industry vets and people representing all sorts of brands. I think, by and large, everybody there would say that they would prefer direct. I mean, I, I think I heard just a couple times people talking about Anthem's room correction, but almost every person I heard talking about some sort of room calibration talked about direct. So. Just anecdotally, that seems like the one to go with these days, mm -hmm. at least. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention Yamaha Wipeout, right? Somebody uh, said, "Well, no, you Yamaha. didn't forget." Uh, better you didn't forget. Sounds, sounds better than my Onkyo. I, I I would agree with that. I would say Wipeout better than AccuEQ. Uh go to go to Best Buy and get whatever they say. Okay, well, you were throwing up a banner. Oh yeah, it's, let's talk about something real quick, which I noticed, and like it's actually my wife brought it to my attention. Streaming devices have different stuff. What does this mean? We're watching Paramount Plus on the Apple TV, or sorry, on the Roku Ultra in the living room, right? Mm -hmm. But we have an Apple TV 4K, obviously, because I have to review these things and like, you know, 
just have them on hand for when people ask questions. So the Apple TV 4K in the bedroom, the Paramount Plus app in the same TV show is showing ads on the Apple TV and on the Roku, it is not. Interesting. Weird, huh? It is like, weird. Why, why? I mean, it's clearly... I mean, you're paying for the subscription or, or, you're, or you're not, yes. so it yeah. should be the same either way. Right, but each device will have different stuff. Like, like all people always say, like, this is the best streaming device. This is the best streaming device. You should get this or that. I mean, I prefer to use the Apple TV, but she loves the Roku because it's just easier to use. I mean, I, I think they're both fairly easy to use, but for her, the Roku is easier to use, to, to use. So I actually went out and bought a new Roku because they have a 2020 version of the Roku mm -hmm. Ultra. I have the like 2017 version in the living room. So, um, and it's 90 bucks from Amazon. And um, if you guys are interested in getting a Roku, I would have to tell you, like somebody asked me about a Roku Express 4K Plus. That doesn't support Atmos. <laughs> you would think with all these little things at the end, yeah. Roku Plus. Pluses. Plus. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly, Jose. If you're paying for, if you're paying the subscription, why are, why are there ads there? Why are yeah. there ads there on the Apple TV version and there's not on the Roku? I, that's what I that's what I don't get. She was always telling me this. I'm like, ah, you know, sometimes I'm just like, babe, you're full of shit, you know. But um, no, she's 100% right about this. Like, it's the, I, I'm like, I'm like, this is weird. Why is that? It's just just one of those things. Um, so each so depending on like what when you're buying a streaming box, it depends on um, a whole lot of things. Which is your, wh what app do you use? It boils down to like this kind of a thinking. What apps do you use and are they available? Because I know like she was doing all these fitness apps and they're both available on the Apple TV on the Roku, but the Apple TV has some weird shit where you just get stuck in the search screen and you can't select anything and you can't back out of it. And so you're just stuck. But, but that doesn't happen on the Roku. So like when these people make their apps for different streaming box platforms, everything could be totally different. So... That's weird. It's yeah. actually not an easy thing. Like people just be like, oh, okay, NVIDIA Shield is the best. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know right. because it depends on what you're watching. And now it depends on if that app and on that show that you're watching on whatever device has ads and versus the other one that doesn't have ads. Like right. how fucked up is this? <laughs> we're paying and we're still <laughs> getting ads. Like, it's ridiculous. It's yeah, ridiculous. That, so that's that something I wanted to toss in there. Hopefully, Tim, that wasn't in too many cursings. Cursings. <laughs> cursings. 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 Uh, uh, Joe says, anyone here Disney Plus will start having ads and you'll have to pay more to not have ads. Jesus. That's so it's uh, are we should, should we just go back to DirecTV? Are the cord cutters now patching up the cords? Can we call them? <sighs> can we call ourselves cord patchers? Cord patchers. <laughs> Instead of cord okay cutters? Like okay we cut the cord and then we're we're patching it up again because I think my direct TV will have everything I need. And I still have direct TV because Sasha wants um, you know, football for NFL Sunday tickets. So I have all yeah. this stuff. And I have a stupid what is it? Fubo. Fubo, Fubo it's no. like a, a TV over the internet. Like um what's that one? I know I've heard of T Tubi. I, I know that Tubi. One. It's 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 kind of the same thing. There's that other one okay. that was really good. Um, everybody uses it, but um, they kept overcharging me. Um, and I have that because when we get snow, our satellite dish gets covered, and we won't have TV for like a week or two because it just keeps snowing. And uh, and so uh, 
So yeah, yeah, huh? Crazy stuff. Crazy yeah, stuff. that's interesting. I would have never thought that they would have different things. I've not heard of the Amazon Fire Cube with two Echoes. No, I've not. Echo Studio subwoofer. Um, it's supposed to be fairly impressive for some reason. Cool. It's good to know. Don't lie to us. <laughs> He's lying to us. Don't believe anything that Hi-Fi Vega says. He doesn't know <laughs> anything. He thinks Hi-Fi is Serwin Vega. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All the Serwin Vegas are going to come after me. All RGA the Serwin Vegans. Ar- Serwin yeah. Vegans. <laughs> Serwin Vegans. There you go. RGA is going to come after me now. I said Serwin Vega. Uh, I know we love Serwin Vega. I need Vega. to upgrade my Peacock subscription because I recently got into Yellowstone and the ads are killing me. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Yellowstone's actually a pretty cool show. Although Everybody I think some of the acting is just that. some of the acting is absolutely god awful. But like, you know, the, the story stuff is good. Beth, the daughter, the 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 girl that the lady that plays Kevin Costner's daughter, she's awesome. She's like the best person in that show. Um, I'm not on there. So much for putting streaming servicing, putting cable providers out of business. For real, dude. For real. Um. Uh, DirecTV's losing NFL Sunday ticket? Oh. What? Oh, that's maybe. Big, yeah. Maybe. I need to look into that. Uh, TD, NVIDIA Shield is the best because of the open source and flexibility it gives if you know what you're doing. Right. Right. I don't know what I'm doing. That's the problem. Ike. <laughs> Ike. 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 Doom, 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 Netflix is going to have ads. Apple TV will have ad-based plan, too. Nine ninety nine a month for NFL Plus. Nah, I'm all right. How many things, dude? <clears throat> How many? Yeah, things I mean, you're, you're getting back it. to the point of just having a T like cable again at some point. <laughs> that's that's like that's like I got Netflix, Peacock, Paramount Plus, Paramount. Oh, and their shows on Paramount Plus are different than the Paramount app. There's two. Yeah, apps. I noticed that. I noticed that too. There's two apps. It's like, what the hell? You know, it really um, tripped me up. I'm, I'm, I mean, I figured it out after I signed up. But I'm curious if anybody else ran into this too. When I first signed up for Disney Plus, they had the, like I already had Hulu, and when I signed up, they were like, if you do ESPN Plus and Hulu and Disney Plus, then you get the the package price. And I was like, cool. That that gives me um, ESPN, so I can watch basketball and football games and whatever, you know. So I lo- I signed up for it, and then I went to go watch a basketball game. And I realized that ESPN Plus is not ESPN. It's completely separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, well, that's some BS. Like, that's mm-hmm. not cool at all. So I found that out is. the hard way. So Buddy says NFL will be debuting their own streaming service with two plans. Of course they will. Of course they will. ESPN Plus was a joke. I agree. Yeah, I was. I, I, I canceled it that night when I realized that it was also ESPN. Like I thought I was getting ESPN and some extra stuff, but all I got was the Fair. other stuff. There you go. J- Jeremy, is it? Is it Jeremy Techthusiasm? Is that his name? Yep, yeah. Yeah. From cord cutter to cord connector. I should trademark that now. Dude, make a video, bro. It's all do you. It, do go it for tonight it. before do somebody else. I, I, I got too many videos to make. <laughs> I, Ike's going to steal your idea, probably, if you're not careful. <laughs> NFL Plus will have two tiers one for only local games, $7.99 a year. I, hey, that's actually not that's bad. That's not bad. Compared to like what yeah. I was paying for. Dr- NFL Sunday ticket. Although she does like watch, she does like that game mix, especially on the eighty-three inch OLED. It's got eight games on at once on one screen. Is Uh, that the same thing as the Red Zone, or is the Red Zone something? Is that an ESPN thing? Like when uh, you have multiple? Yeah, Red Zone is like a channel on Directv, so they just show. They just break to whoever's like about to do a touchdown, right? That's that's kind of the idea. Uh, I should get a Go XLR for all my cursing. I mean, I can totally like shit i mean oh see i oh, did, did it on wrong. the wrong word <laughs> Suck, dude. 
I'm I'm go- I just Google what Go XLR is. I've never. Heard uh, it's it's a guess thing guess that a lot of uh, um, streamers use, but I've got the Rode Rodecaster Pro, which is way better. Um, I have the Disney Plus because I'm legally bound to watch all the Marvel and Star Wars properties, no matter how much I dislike them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yep. uh, yeah. Although you know, Obi Wan Kenobi, hey, that wasn't that bad. That was okay. Was there was a couple scenes where uh, my brother-in-law is a big. Star Wars junkie. He's got a channel on it with like 25 or 26,000 subs. And um, I was messaging him like crazy. And like every episode, I was like, this is the dumbest. Like they would do something. Like there was the one scene where they were trying to get to Obi-Wan when they were like in the side of the mountain and they had like the metal doors, you know, blocking them in. And then, you know, the bad guys, you know, came up, started trying to shoot through the door. And I'm like, mm-hmm. shoot through the rock, right? Like shoot through the rock on the side of the mountain, make a hole and go in. Like, quit trying to shoot through this metal blast shield door. It's just stupid. Y'all are dumb. But anyway, y'all deserve to lose. <laughs> I haven't watched the Hulk, the She-Hulk yet, which uh, it's got good ratings. Um, is it Miss Marvel that came out over the summer? Captain Marvel? Oh, no. no Miss Marvel. That was really good. And me and my daughter both love that. So if any of you dads out there or moms out there, y'all might want to watch that with your kids. It was a good mm-hmm. movie or a good show. Um, are you talking about the Mandalorian? <laughs> is that is that the one you're talking? Because I know, like, my wife was totally against that. Like, it's that first like ten minutes. She's like, "No, no, we're not watching this." I'm like, "Okay." Oh no, the, there's the the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, that came oh, out. Oh, and it was really? people were saying was like, eh, at best. And then Obi Wan came out in May, I think. Obi Wan, yeah, was that was right. pretty good. I, I never actually, watched the book of Boba um, Fett though. There's a new Lord of the Rings thing coming out on Amazon Prime. I saw that. I saw. I don't know what was coming up, but I saw that they were doing something. Um, what is it called? Uh, something Ring. Let's just Rings of Power. Power. That's not. A, that's a terrible song. Season one. Yeah, yeah twenty twenty two. This is it. The Rings burn. of Power. It's going to come out September first. So it's almost. Oh shit! That's August. We're in August. Oh damn! It's right now. Oh, that's happening. One more week for that. So that'll be interesting to see that. Um, and then of course House of the Dragon. Awesome. Awesome. If you like, that sounds like a Bruce Lee movie. Yes, House the of last, the Last Dragon. Well, isn't isn't he the Last Dragon? I don't think so. Oh, was Brandon his son? Was he the Last Dragon? Did he count? I don't know. I don't know how that went. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm bad at this. I don't know. Um, anything else you want to talk about? I, we're getting close no, to man. six o'clock. Yeah, I, I think I we think, did pretty uh, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for bed. Figure out some dinner stuff. I, yeah, yeah. I hear uh, you. Was a good I, one, I, I have work tonight at 11 p.m., but I've been fucking around oh. with this Atmos thing for so long that, oh, it's got my head doing spins. I got to, like, write down everything I learned in the last weekend Yeah, messing around with this stuff. Do you take notes, like, when you do that, or do you just try to remember it? I take screenshots. Okay. So w- one of the things I couldn't figure out was that, um, you know, I have a 16-channel audio interface, but I wasn't getting audio out of two channels. Every single time. And I was just like, what's going on? And so when I went into the I.O., I was like, oh, I was like, I, oh. you mean I, oh, yeah, perfect. There you, go. Um, there you go. And it's because even though I have a 16 channel audio interface, I can only use channels three through 16 because one and two are always going to be a stereo, the master output. And so if mm-hmm. I if I wanted to mix a 916, I can't. I'd have to get another audio interface for those extra channels that's such a pain in the ass um but why didn't somebody tell me this oh yeah that's right because there's no instructions on how to mix atmos at home <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right some stuff Just you have to figure out all all by yourself so i'm running yep. cha- output three to output 14 
is what I'm running. So 11. You got channels. like you got like 15 different Y cables going to every channel, don't you? What's that? Just kidding. so you got like 15 different Y splitters going to oh, yeah, from no, one actually, channel to like. Actually, um, you know, you know, have you heard of a DB25 connector? Do you know what that is? It sounds really familiar, but I'm not. Do you remember sure. old school like, dot matrix printers that have a really big connector on it? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks. Does it look like a VGA port or something? With kind a bunch of, but of breakouts, like, but like this wide, right? Yeah. And so I have that going into eight RCAs. As, so there's yeah. two of those. So for okay. channel output one through eight is one of those, and then the other nine through sixteen is another one. And they're custom made from this company in LA. Custom made Mogami cables. It was like two hundred sixty dollars oh, wow. for. Um, one and a half feet because it's just going, it's just going from here to the amplifier from like, you know, the interface. Right. The amplifier. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff. And that I reminds me of like, share. that reminds me of kind of what used to come with like older sound cards. They'd have like the break, they'd have like the multi pin, but then it would have like a breakout of all the different you know, RCA or XLR outputs. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Cool, man. Um, yeah, Big Jack, we're about to finish up and head into the after show. So if you guys want to head into the after show, um, make sure you are a patron. I'll be there for just a few because I got to do some other stuff. Uh, Patreon.com slash Daily Hi-Fi. And uh, yes, Joe, the parallel port. That's what it is. Damn yeah. things. Uh, go to Patreon.com slash Daily Hi-Fi and we will meet you in the after show for just a little bit. You guys can definitely hang out as long as you like. And don't forget... Um, to go to anchor FM, anchor.fm slash daily hi fi if you want to listen to the audio only version of the podcast. Uh, on behalf of myself, Aaron, Michael, and Joe, have a good night and we will see you next Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Later.